Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a show that is currently taking place in the death of abortion rights in the U.S., and yeah, it's not good. Um, with, with me to talk about this is Shireen, is Sophie, is is Garrison, and is Robert Evans. And okay, so what, one one of the things that's been happening in the immediate wake of of the Supreme Court decision that has destroyed Roe v. Wade is there's been a lot of discussion about the abortion rights movement in Mexico. And by discussion, I mean, in sort of classical American fashion, uh, people saw <laughs> exactly one meme and reposted it. And that's now the yes. sum of like all American knowledge about the, the abortion struggle in Mexico. So to try to get a deeper understanding of what's been going on in Mexico and how the struggle for abortion was one there, we're talking to Erica Yamada, who's a feminist and human rights activist born and raised in Mexico. Uh, Erica, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Chris, Shereen, Sophie, Garrison, and Robert. Uh, I'm so honored and excited to be here and very grateful to be considered to share about the struggle for abortion rights in Mexico. So before starting this discussion, I would like to share a little bit about myself and the organization I work in to have some background about the experiences and data I will be communicating in this space. Um, I have been involved in many agendas for girls and women's rights for approximately eight years now. I am currently part of the Women Deliver 2020 class, and I also work in the non-governmental organization, Gender Equality, Citizenship, Work, and Family that has over 25 years of experience working for sexual and reproductive rights in Mexico, particularly for the access to legal and safe abortion. Our organization promotes and advocates for the sexual and reproductive health and rights of youth uh, through DDSED. DDSED is the Network for Sexual and Reproductive Rights in Mexico, 
that has presence in 12 states and we focus mainly on marginalized communities. We support children, youth, women, and advocate for change at local, regional, and national level. And their access is contributing to decriminalize abortion, guaranteeing access to, to health services and generate uh, a favorable public opinion about women's right to decide. Uh, we are also part of the National Pro-Choice Alliance in Mexico, an effort of five organizations, Gender Equality, the Population Council, IPAS Central America, Catholics for the Right to Decide, and HIRE, each with different expertise regarding abortion. Together, we have worked on comprehensive strategies that include the legal, the social, uh, religious, ethical, and investigation aspects of abortion. And well, uh, I would like to start uh, like sharing some of the context and the legal situation of abortion in Mexico, if it's okay, or- Yeah, yeah please, or, do, please. Yes, yes, please, yeah. In our country, voluntary abortion uh, during the 12 weeks of pregnancy is legalized only in certain states. Mexico City, the capital, was the only state in the whole country that decriminalized abortion in 2007. 12 years later, in 2019, the state of, of Oaxaca became the second state to ensure uh, access to this health service. Afterwards, 2021 was historic. Uh, it was a very, very historic year to us. Uh, four states, Hidalgo, Veracruz, Baja California, and Colima also decriminalized abortion. Then this year, 2022, three other states uh, have been added to, to this list. Sinaloa, Guerrero, and Baja California Sur. This means nine out of 32 states have decriminalized abortion. In the other states of the Mexican Republic, abortion is only allowed under certain grounds established by the law of each entity. For example, if it was a spontaneous abortion, if the pregnancy was due to non-consensual insemination, if the woman's life is in danger, uh, of death, if the product has serious genetic alterations, if the pregnancy causes health effects, among other reasons. It depends on each penal code of each state. And I also must add that pregnancy due to rape is the only indication that permits legal abortion in all states. And now uh, coming back to what Chris said, that there was like a meme. Uh, I think uh, you referred to the meme of the public protest. Yeah. 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 yeah of the uh, the black clad uh, female protesters attacking. Is it? A, a, I couldn't tell if it, it's I don't recall if it's a city hall or a police station or something. Yes. There's a, I, there's I a building also, they're going after. Yeah. I have also seen some of these media reports that said that they say that we achieved legal abortion thanks to these radical public demonstrations. And well, it is undeniable that among the most significant achievements is the growing mobilization of feminists and women to eradicate violence and demand justice. Mexico, Mexico has demonstrated the world this revolutionary progress with a mass feminist protest. And this image is from 2019. It was a huge feminist protest that condemned violence against women, especially sexual and feminicide violence, police brutality, and the impunity that permeates the governmental system. We, we received a lot of international media attention, and it has been one of the like the recent highlights of the feminist movement in our country. But like the struggle for abortion entails so much more. And yes, it did have 
some influence. For example, in 2020, feminists in two states, Quintana Roo and Puebla, took their local congresses and demanded the discussion of abortion initiatives. And they have put this agenda on the table. It is worth mentioning that the, the struggle for abortion, it goes back so many years. Uh, feminists have been fighting for reproductive rights, including the access to legal abortion for decades now. The, the progress regarding this struggle has unfolded historically during these recent years for many other reasons. One thing I want to go back to a little bit to talk about is you were talking about the protests being pro-abortion protests, but also talking about um, anti-femicide and anti-violence uh, stuff. And I was wondering if you could talk about the anti-femicide uh, campaigns too, because that's been a really big part of this that gets basically no coverage in the U.S. Yeah, well, in Mexico, 11 women are murdered every day. We have a huge femicide problem that has been silenced uh, by the government, even by the, the president who minimizes this horrible situation. So in 2019, there was a uh, emblematic case where police officers um, raped and tortured a girl. And that's how this protest uh, started. And since August 2019, like most feminist protests have been regarding the violence against women. But uh, I would also like to add about the, the struggle for abortion. I think that in the global south, the Marea Verde, the green tide, it, it played like the most fundamental role. Uh, this movement, which came from Argentina, is one of the main successes that strengthened the, the struggle for abortion rights and even the feminist movement in Mexico. It expanded in many countries, including Mexico. Here we have a national green tide and many local green tide groups in all of our states. And these collectives have played a large role demanding social and legal decriminalization of abortion across the country. And there is also an increase of networks that provide self-managed abortion information and accompaniment services, which have contributed to fighting the stigma that still surrounds abortion. And the green tide and the feminist movement, it's, it has become like, how do you say, it's been merged, merged and like feminist movements and the green tide fight for legal and safe abortion, but also to eradicate the violence against girls and women. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And about the green tide, I have two questions about the green tide. Uh, one is, what kinds of tactics have green tide groups been doing? And also, how how uh, linked have the international movements been? Like how how close how cl closely have uh, these organizations been communicating? across and working together across the different countries? Okay, uh, since the Green Tide came from Argentina, like the most, uh, how do you say, the, the communication comes from regional countries in Latin America and Mexico has been learning from these Latin American countries, their experiences. We have seen the feminist movements, the protests also, more in the south and the the green handkerchief has this very very powerful symbol of legal and safe abortion and this has also contributed to the social decriminalization of abortion and wearing this green handkerchief in in the protest also means demanding this uh health service and 
one of our tactics is, of course, uh, pressuring the, the government. In Mexico, uh, political will, primarily from the left-leaning ruling party, has been fundamental for, for the decriminalization. With the new government that arrived in 2018, headed by Andres, Lopez Manuel Obrador, Andres Manuel López Obrador, we have more allies and progressive legislators. So due to the, the majority uh, that this political party has in many local congresses, the, the feminists of each state have been able to pressure and work with these legislators and keep pushing this agenda. That's awesome. I think something that I'm still stuck on is that at the very least, all the states agree that abortion is okay if it happened from from rape. Is that what you said earlier? Like that's the one well, like we we have a federal law. It's the 046 official Mexican norm that states that abortion is legal if the pregnancy is due to rape. And all the states, all the public officials have this obligation to, to ensure that this, that this happens. But sometimes, um, like we, we have so many prejudices that sometimes right. even doctors don't respect the law but mm. by law it should be legal and it's not that they all agree it's the it's the right. federal law yeah it's just so i mean it, it's definitely has its flaws uh and people with their own biases but like here usually the rapist will have more rights and protection than the person that got raped like there are the family is allowed to sue the person that got an abortion for example it's it's insane but so for then here a lot of it a lot of the bigotry comes from like Christianity and religion. Is it the same? Like is that the baseline for the opposition there too? Yes, because Mexico is a predominantly Catholic country and abortion entails many controversies due to the different positions that come from these religious stances stances that ignore and deny the access to this service and deny it's a human rights issue and religious anti-rights groups or how, how do you say anti-choice groups mm -hmm. have a powerful presence and are actively hindering law proposals regarding this topic the prejudices and stigma are present even amongst healthcare providers, and sometimes uh, the, the religious people, they pressure these healthcare providers, the legislators. For example, every time there is a law in a local Congress, there are so many religious groups outside the Congress. They are, uh, how do you say, like bothering the legislators. They even get their personal numbers and mm. they are um, harassing them yes harassing is the word they're harassing them so yes they they have a lot of power a lot of money and this affects uh even the the states where abortion is legal because as i said before sometimes uh doctors deny it even if it's requested under the legal indication. So, yes, it, it's yeah. a problem. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. I'm curious what you see as kind of the value of the street actions that were carried out as opposed to um, kind of the, the actual organization uh, on the legislative side of things. Like what what degree do you think both contributed to, to you know, the successes that y'all have seen? I think both were uh, very, very important to the recent successes. Uh, the the public demonstrations help the feminist movements strengthen. Like it is, like yes, this recent protests have been the what do you say? It has been where the most women have gone out to the streets, taken the streets, and it has helped because the the government has responded to to some of our requests. But also, it is extremely important to, to talk about the, the organization. And also, uh, something I didn't mention and that I would like to emphasize is that in 2021, the, the Supreme Court of Justice in Mexico ruled favorably in four abortion-related cases. And this provided us with, with progressive jurisprudence and legal interpretations in favor of recognizing and increasing abortion rights. So this has, um, how do you say, this has served our movement and all the argumentation to push the decriminalization laws. And well, uh, about the four cases, in the first case, the, the Supreme Court declared that limitations to access uh, legal abortion after rape must be removed. In the second case, it declared that the absolute criminalization of abortion with consent is unconstitutional. Uh, and in the third case, it, it declared that the protection of life from the moment of conception is unconstitutional. And in the 
fourth case, the court ruled that legislative reforms broadening the boundaries of conscientious objection in the federal health law are unconstitutional. And the, the Supreme Court is the highest court of justice in Mexico, and all judges should respect what they establish. And well, unfortunately, it doesn't happen in all states, and but it is like the most important precedent we, we have right now. And it is fundamental for our argumentation in local Congress. Have, has the national government done anything at all to try to force the states who are like not following the rulings to like accept the rulings? No, because our president, uh, he, he is very neutral in this topic and he has uh, spoken against feminist movements and he thinks that any protest means like uh, conservators against his liberal government. Mm. So no, we we don't have this this support from the the national government. Although, as I mentioned before, we have a lot of allies and in many instances that have helped to pressure uh, state state public officials to to respect the law and to keep pushing this agenda. Is is the president I'm just curious, I'm I'm ignorant, but is the president like well how is he received by the general public? Like what's people's like is he neutral because I mean he's a coward because he doesn't want to rock any boats, but what are what's the response for the public? Uh, he he still has a lot of support from from the majority. He he is one of the the first how do you say progressive presidents. Although uh, we have been very disappointed by many of his actions. For instance, the increase of militarization and the criminalization of feminists, of human rights activists, of journalists. However, it is the first time in so many years that a president talks about poor indigenous people that uh, send support to rural communities. So he still has a lot of support. Um, One thing that I don't know how much I don't know how much you want to get into it, but um, we talked to some people. Oh God, I don't remember how many months ago now, but we we talked to some people a while back who were um, doing trans rights organizing in Mexico, and they were talking a lot about how um, that you they were talking about how I guess like anti-choice conservative groups have been using um have been using sort of organized transphobic groups as a way to sort of divert attention away from the abortion struggle and the femicide struggle into stuff that doesn't like challenge the status quo and yeah and i was wondering if you wanted to talk about that a little bit yes thank you so much for talking about this uh transphobia in in the feminist movements is horrible. Like the the transphobic feminists have been getting to conservative public officials. They have been approaching religious groups and they have even affected the abortion agenda because some of our laws include people with the capacity uh, to get pregnant so these health services include uh, trans men and non-binary people, but these transphobic feminists have been, how do you say, obstaculizing this, this struggle because of these prejudices. And it is very, very sad. And some of our, some of the main and most 
famous reference references in feminism have been citing this transphobic side. And yes, they are approaching to the ultra right and they they have been hindering not only trans people's rights, but now women's rights in general. Yeah, I think oh was it I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think that there was there was a picture that was going around that was of some of the organizers from one of the like transphobic feminist collectives I uh, like taking pictures with Felipe Calderon. Yeah, I think I think it was Felipe Calderon. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that image. But there was uh, a forum some weeks ago. It was a forum in the National Autonomous University of Mexico, and it was a feminist uh, discussion. And most of the panelists were so so famous in all Latin America started to say some transphobic uh, points. So yes, uh, this anti-rights movement is very present in, in feminism. Yeah, um, I guess the, the other thing on that point that I was wondering is how have like pro-trans feminists been sort of fighting back against these people? Ha has that been happening a lot? Uh, well, we try, but it has been very, very difficult because literally there are transphobic people everywhere, everywhere. I mean, government and non-governmental organizations and institutions, and the majority of the people uh, are not, what do you say, uh, socially conscious about about trans rights, so uh, transphobic people have so much more power, but uh, sometimes we, we denounce it in social media, we report it to, to international organizations, and like we have all the human rights narrative and argumentation in our favor, but it is difficult because there are so many trans transphobes everywhere. Uh, we have also uh, contacted international organizations to, to publicly say that, for example, if you want to access a certain grant, you have to have an inclusive um, position. What other ways? Uh, we, like, the, the trans movement has strengthened so much since 2019, because in Mexico City, um, uh, the, a law to, to recognize uh, trans children and adolescents was pushed for the, for the first time, like via the, the administrative way. So uh, there has been, how do you say uh, a cohesion of of trans organizations, collectives? So I think that is the the most noteworthy progress. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Yeah, I guess there, there, there's been a lot of people like looking to the green tide and looking to uh, sort of the broader Latin American feminist movement for sort of inspiration and also for sort of tactical advice. And I was wondering what, like, what advice would you give people in the U.S. who are coming into this fight now and where would you send people to learn more stuff about it? Mm, some, some key points I consider relevant is Firstly, the, the visibility of the pro-choice agenda and the social decriminalization of abortion. When we talk about legal abortion, we, we have to emphasize a lot also on the social decriminalization. It is very important to work on, on strategies to, to reduce stigma and demonstrate that abortion is a common reproductive event that must be approached using gender perspective and the human rights framework. We, we encourage uh, public dissemination of the legal, medical, and social information with, with hard sustained data from international organizations that position abortion as a, as a human right and an essential health service. And related to this first point, uh, the, the narrative and the argumentation. Uh, we have to focus on the access to safe and legal abortion as a human rights issue, which means it's a governmental obligation to ensure access to this service on our case, uh, Mexico has national and international commitments regarding girls and women's rights. And I'm pretty sure the United States also has these commitments. So it's their obligation, it's the government's obligation to, to ensure. And also regarding uh, their narrative, we have to work on naturalizing abortion and encourage people to stop using this word uh, as a crime. Abortion is a human right and it is a reproductive event in the life of women and people with the capacity to get pregnant. And it's a reproductive event that has always existed and will always exist either naturally or induced. And uh, some of the organizations that I know of here that, that can provide information are the, the pro-choice uh, alliance organizations 
Catholics for the right to decide. They can give the religious and ethical arguments. Uh, my organization, Gender Equality, we have uh, the social argumentations. We, we accompany and work with, with the girls and women. We, we are in 12 states and we are in the mobilizations. We are in the on the local congresses. Uh, also, Gire, uh, Gire in Spanish is Grupo de Información de Reproducción Elegida. They, they have all the legal expertise uh, and they work these reforms and laws to decriminalize abortion. We have IPAS. IPAS is an international organization and they are medical experts and they provide all types of data and information regarding the, this part. And the Population Council, they, they are the experts on monitoring and investigation and they have many research papers. And well, there are also like other pages that that can give information, for example, about uh, what do you say, self-induced abortion. The, the health organization has a protocol, it's a public protocol for, for self-induced abortion and it is completely safe to do it at home. Well, I really appreciate all the information. Uh... I, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I think it's really helpful to hear um, what other countries have done in the same struggle. It's like so similar but different at the same, at the same time because we've dealt with the same similar things like turfs and uh, religious yes. like uh, opposition and everything. So it's really helpful, I think, to see, to realize like, first of all, it is a basic human right. Like it, it's not even, it's like internationally an issue. And then just to see how other people have organized is really important, I think. Yes, and now I, I believe that we have like a, kind of a similar situation where there, well, it's a situation of legal discrimination in which only women who live or have the resources to travel to the states that have decriminalized abortion can exercise their right for a voluntary legal interruption of their pregnancy, am I right? Because I, like, I, I, I don't know much about the situation in the United States, but I know that it is legal in some states, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so it is now, legal in some states, mm -hmm. and then, like, in contrast to that, it's like illegal even in case of rape and like the, mm -hmm. the people that have been raped can be sued it's like a very like up and down kind of balance um but yeah there's definitely both that exist and i think that's where it becomes really hard to extinguish the bad side yes part part of our struggle to decriminalize abortion in the other states is because women who who live in poverty and marginalized conditions who want to have an abortion but reside in other states where it's illegal cannot do so uh, under legal circumstances. So mm -hmm. it's uh, also a, a class problem. It's yeah, definitely. It's uh, mm -hmm. yeah. and also in Mexico there are some states that even criminalize a spontaneous abortion. Like it wasn't even induced and. Instead of calling an ambulance, some people call the oh, cops when wow. when a woman is dying because uh, of a spontaneous abortion. So That's uh, yes, and yeah. this has caused also a, a public health problem affecting girls and women in more vulnerable situations who live in the in the most restrictive context rural and indigenous communities, also migrants, girls and, and women victims of, of sexual abuse, women with disabilities, among others. And 
always, always, always the, the most vulnerable, vulnerable women are more su susceptible to getting unsafe clandestine abortions, which can lead to infections, hemorrhaging, uh, injury to, to internal organs, and even death. There are some places uh, like in communities where there is not even access to, to internet or, or to basic health services. And uh, girls and women are still dying due to, to unsafe abortions. Yeah. And they are like 100% preventable deaths. Yeah. No, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. You're, you've been amazing. Um, yeah. But it's interesting because that's true. I think regardless of the country, the most vulnerable are the most affected, whether it's, I mean, it's a class issue, it's a race issue, it's a disability issue. It's like, so all these things that, I mean, rich people will get abortions either way. <laughs> like privileged people will always have a route to take care of themselves. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's unfortunate just seeing how like humans have uh, functioned regardless of the country that they build. Yes. It's sad. Yes. And criminalizing abortion does not reduce its practice. I think no. that yeah. prohibiting it will like end its practice and it only increases the, the probabilities of these unsafe procedures mm -hmm. and it increases the, the stigma and prejudices and it even strengthens this anti-rights, anti-choice groups. But when abortion is performed in a, in a safe and important manner, it is even less risky uh, than childbirth among other interventions. and Uh, for example, it is much safer for for a girl to have an abortion than to what do you say than to continue with with mm, a yeah when, her, when the pregnancy is like threatening her life or yes yeah. Yeah. yes and well that's why we have to keep fighting for yeah, legal totally. thank you for lifting it back up states. I was really I was getting down there. <laughs> Yes, and here in Mexico, like bills continue to be promoted in different states. We keep uh, forming and strengthening alliances, and we have to strengthen these alliances with all types of sectors. And that's why the the alliance work, for example, because we there are the religious sectors. The, we work also with legislators, with doctors, healthcare providers even in schools and with the public general. So uh, it is uh, a collective effort and a collective commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. I have nothing to add that's good, better than that. Um, so thank you so much for joining us and I'm going to mm -hmm. step away now. <laughs> thank you, Sharon. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I guess uh, one last thing. Well, A, do you, do you have anything else you want to say? And then B, uh, where can people find you on the internet, like, if they want to? And do you have uh, other organizations and stuff that you want to promote? Uh, I'm like Erica Yamada in all my social media. And the organization I work in, Uh, it's Equidad de Género, Ciudadanía, Trabajo y Familia. But the, the National Network for Reproductive Rights, where we are in 12 states, it's called DDSER. It's D-D-E-S-E-R. And you can find those uh, in most of the states. And we can provide information regarding abortion if you write to us and also something I would like to say is that even after it's legalized we must continue to to ensure that these abortion services are are how do you say are implemented and that they can reach to all girls and women that it must be guaranteed in paper and in practice and 
Uh, yes, the, the emphasis in reaching the, the most underserved and vulnerable populations. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think that's probably going to do it for us today. Erica, thank you so much uh, for talking. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. A wealth of information. It's really valuable. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank Um, you so much. Yeah, and uh, thank you all for listening. That's your episode for the day. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal History. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.